Hello and welcome to my corner of the digital universe. Prepare to dive deep, get real, get close, and find out entirely too much about people you likely don't even know. I am Jeremy Griffin and these are my conversations. So grab a coffee and get comfortable. Here we go. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. All right. Before we get too far into anything, I want to thank today's sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by books. Yep. Real life paper books because reading is fundamental. So grab a book. I have no current recommendations, but my guest today and friend, John Downing, is an author. <laughs> I brought two of my books with me. So that would work. You could go check those out on Amazon. Hey, John, welcome. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks I'm going to call you John now. I'm going to evolve into other nicknames as time goes on. <laughs> as time goes on. <laughs> That's right. That's how we roll here. Yeah, I'm sure you've probably seen and heard them all. <sighs> enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Because, yeah. shoot, uh, yeah, because one of one of our uh, mutual friends still calls me JD. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> to to this day, that's how uh, I. If it's the same mutual friend, that's how I refer to you to to uh, of you to him. Yeah, because that's, that's how, how yeah, he, knows. he knows me. Yeah, yeah. If I say yeah. anything else, he's like, "Who?" He's like, "Who's John?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um. Well, I have a quick question for you before we get too deep into this. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, how's the end of the world treating you, man? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know it was the end of the world. I hadn't. Oh, you didn't realize? Well, I hadn't seen anything in the east yet, so no. you know, I wasn't. You know, it's it's a matter of time. That's unless, for sure. Until I see that, <laughs> then I'm. You know, so we'll I don't just, expect. We'll, I don't expect anything. Is this kind of like uh like pre soaking laundry, like what we're doing right now? Like this is the pre end of the world, it, or is it just life? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that's fifty fifty. Okay. Um, just from. Just from what I've read and from what I understand, I would say, yeah, there are some things that are happening. Yeah. Okay. Especially when it comes to weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The weather is, yeah, the weather jack. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, I just heard, by the way. Go ahead. On the weather note, this is a big deal. I read this article yesterday. <laughs> this is not a lie. This is so not a lie. I wish it was. I thought it was satirical. Okay. What'd you hear? Um. Well, <sighs> apparently... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I really couldn't believe this is real. Uh, Joe Biden said that. Oh, good Lord. I know. And, and I'm not even trying to get political. I'm just saying this is really weird. Joe Biden said that if he's elected, uh-huh. that the wildfires and hurricanes and flooding and the bad weather would be, he'd take care of, he'd take care of that. Like they'd stop. So does, does Joe got, he got nail marks in his hand I, or something? I, I don't know. Because I ain't seen nothing. Well, the funny thing, he, literally, this was his quote. And his track record so far is not, oh is my not exactly that great. No. Well, that was his quote. And basically, it's just because, uh, you know, to be not disingenuous about the yeah. whole article, it was yeah. just to say that um, because he would do something about global warming and Trump hasn't. And I would just say um, nobody has to this point. No. So and, and without even getting into whether or not that's a thing. That my own personal is, opinion is you know, Trump doesn't care. That's yeah, my, that's personal opinion, guys. Personal yeah. opinion, which is funny because, um, well, before I get into that, back on the whole end of the world thing, yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. gonna say the other fifty percent is no, nah, it's just life, man. Right. Yeah. yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, that was censored, by the way. <laughs> For, ladies even, and gentlemen, that was censored. That's right. Stuff happens, and I appreciate but, your censoring because yeah, <laughs> it saves me editing. Yeah. <laughs> And I I know about you that. Know. <laughs> know. You know. Oh man. But yeah. The, uh, yeah. Because it's funny. You. It's funny you brought up politics. Because I'm not trying to get political either. But yeah, it's crazy. On the way here, um, 
on the way here because because Anchor is so versatile. There I it is. It. I love Anchor. But um, uh, I recorded another episode of my of uh, one of my podcasts on the way here. That's awesome. <laughs> With my phone because because I I read something on Twitter today that just just set me off. Um, but I'm not going to go into it. So, but I had to talk <laughs> well, about. Well, I was it. hoping I, the, to get some ratings out of this. So. <laughs> well, it was the whole the whole um uh the first when I get one of the things I do when I get up, the first thing I do is I usually and this sounds bad, but I'm just gonna be honest. I usually check my Twitter because I'm I'm being a writer. Uh, I'm part of the quote unquote hashtag writing community that's on Twitter. So it's a gotcha. bunch, there's a bunch of us. You, yeah. you believe how many writers there are and how many of us um, self publish. Um, but the first thing on my Twitter feed is uh, Trump signs executive order to ban TikTok and WeChat. Yeah, I saw that. And I went, really? <clears throat> Expletive, 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 expletive. <laughs> and uh, as as Spock said, there were a lot of colorful metaphors. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, and and especially for me, co- coming from my perspective, because uh, my father was in the army for eighteen years, um, and my mom was in the Coast Guard for thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, uh, Vietnam vet. Uh, my mom also a vet. Um, not Vietnam vet, but she did, she, but she did uh, spend some time in Vietnam during mm. the Vietnam War. Wow! Um, and so, and then I served in the Navy, and I have, I have a cousin that died on the USS Cole. Oh wow! Um, and so, and I have co- other cousins that are that have served, and uh, and grandparents that have served. And so, when I read that, I'm like, you're gonna ban an app, a free app, right? That any American can download whenever they choose, but you're going to sign an executive order so that we can't use it. Yeah. It's like, so why did I even put a uniform on? Yeah. Why did I even serve? I mean, so I, 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 we're, we're supposed to be free. Right. But And this is the interesting yeah. debate, right? So uh, if, if yeah. any app yeah. was utilized by a foreign nation to <laughs> gather intelligence from yeah. Americans. Yeah, because they could use any app. Well, right. Yeah. Right. So if that were the case, where where do you draw the line on that? Or do you draw a line? Do you just say, hey, I mean, because like I'm a libertarian. So from my standpoint, yeah. here I will tell you, it, when I run for president in 2024, um, first first thing is Kanye is my running mate. And just so we're clear, <laughs> Kanye's your running mate. just so we're clear, Kanye, <laughs> I'm going to be running for president. You're vice president because you're going to be so much more effective in that role. He's, he's going to be way better with the foreign people. I'm not going to do well with other nations i just know i'm not but um my, but, my vice president's a lot more ruthless than yours who's yours vader oh yeah <laughs> together you guys are going to rule the universe as father and yeah, son yes that's exactly Perfect. what's gonna happen that's precisely what my 21 year old said to me he said could, we could just do that we could rule as father and son no but but here's my platform it's pretty basic yeah. um the federal government gets 10 laws that's it you get 10 pick them that's it. Not the thousands and thousands and thousands. You get 10. Yeah. And the states all get 10. And guess what? The state laws supersede the federal laws every time. So there's a total of 20 laws that could be had. And if you're going to waste your law. That's interesting. And then. So I, never th- thought about, I never thought about it like that before. Well, I mean, 10 was good enough for God in the beginning. Um, and, you know. I've, good point. Just saying. That, okay. That, that's so. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a good And what point. happened? The, 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 the Jewish <laughs> people a added point. a ton of laws to it. They got up to several thousand themselves. So so let's True. just look at it like this. So so you each get 10. And then... Well, we did the same thing. Well, oh, yeah. Are you? Yes, we did. So <laughs> Look at all the many oh, different denominations. Dude, right? <laughs> so the other thing is, um, is the amount of pay that a government official would get a, an elected official oh, would get God. You, you're gonna love this you ready um the twelve dollars an hour no <laughs> no it's actually it's what I, I would consider it to be very fair you will you can only make the median average income of the district or of the area you have jurisdiction over so if you're a governor mm-hmm. the governor would make the median average income of the state of oklahoma and so median average income is whoever's smack dab in the middle. So it's not an average. That's that's fair. I would say so. And the so the president would make the median average income of Americans, which could mean and probably would mean mm-hmm. that the president would make less than probably half of the governors in the yeah, nation. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would make less because by I'm, by definition, cause, yeah. Because as soon as you said that, I'm like, I'm like, well, I was like, well, shoot, the governors of right. California and Florida are gonna be rich as hell. Right. <laughs> and then, and then senators, senators, and, yeah. and everybody would be in that boat. And then now and the, the governor, now the governor's, now the governor of my state, he could be a trouble. <laughs> yeah, because I'm from Mississippi, he a trouble. <laughs> he could be, he could be living in the hood with me. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. So so then the third and final part of the platform yeah. is term limits. You can only serve 10 years, period, no matter what, That's ever. It. So if you're a mayor for eight years, you only have two years eligibility doing anything else. Not 10 years in any one specific spot. 10 years total. 10 years total as far as... As government. As far as your... I guess your political career is concerned exactly got you so with that money change i think that's fair too that money change and that limit to how much time you can participate in the government is going to uh it's essentially a radical term limits but but the reality is we when the country was founded it was founded off people who were sacrificing when they served in the government like that they were sacrificing in most cases if not all cases because they had property and land they had to deal with and whatever their trade was and what you're saying is true yeah at that that time during the time of of washington and jefferson and them yeah what they were doing was sacrificing because they weren't they weren't seeing they weren't seeing anything for what they were doing for running the country yeah and today was a sacrifice today it's it's a career path alexander hamilton alexander hamilton (laughs) I've avoided uh, that because it's a musical, if nothing else. But Hamilton, I love Hamilton. Is actually. it good? I haven't. It's up his way. I I was first introduced to it by my daughters, and forgive me, daughters, if I forget which one of you specifically introduced me to it. I oh, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I probably will. It was probably Jesse, my youngest, I think. Um, but uh, as a whole, my kids loved love love the uh, love the musical. And, but obviously, I was introduced to it first uh, via the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So I listened to the soundtrack like a billion times long before I even saw it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it until um, uh, my fiance, Misty, her daughter, uh, Kayla, um, may, actually made us sit down and watch it. And we, I don't even think we were in town. I think we were out of town at the hmm. time. I think we were visiting my oldest daughter in Shreveport. And uh, um, I watched it. And I was like, oh, wow. That's really good because I'm not I'm not a musical person either. I, I as far as musicals go, yeah, I, I understand. I really don't like musicals, but there are some musicals that I do like because I've 
been made to sit down okay. and watch them. So we're gonna make a short list there's and a, compare. There's, 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 a, there's, a few, there's a few that I like, and but see Hamilton, man, that uh, uh, the guy that plays Jefferson is just on point, dude. Uh, yeah, every every everything everything in that show was just done um, amazingly well. It is just it's it's a good it's a good musical. If you if you don't like musicals, if you're a person who doesn't like musicals, this is a musical that you will like. Okay. I mean, it's it's just go. done very well. All right, so. Uh, I've got a score sheet now next okay. to me. Um, JG versus JD. And that's the introduction. It's subtly introducing one of your nicknames at the same time. Okay, yeah, JD. So, oh, that's, that, now we're going way back on that one. I've had that nickname for a long <laughs> time. That's an old one. All right, so uh, top three. Musicals? Mu- musicals that, for you. Um, Is Hamilton in the top three? Hamilton's going to be in my top three. Okay. so it Being a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm writing mine down. Dang, I need, I'll, I'll, and I, you, you sure we can't do four? I am positive. You Gosh. cannot, dude. No, we can't change the rules. Okay. We've gone too far. Okay, then my because <laughs> because see, my second one is one that I grew up with, Mary Poppins. Okay. Yeah, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is actually my favorite Disney movie. All right. Yeah. There so, you go. Um, last one. See, last one was tough because there's I want to put two there and I can't. Exactly. Gotta make a make a choice. It's tough. And you know what? This is exactly what the government's gonna have to do when yeah, they figure out their you're laws. Right. And see, and this is this is crazy because um Yeah, they'll just get mad at me because I'm gonna go classic. Uh instead of going new, I'm gonna go classic. I'll put I'll put uh I'm gonna say Greece. Greece. Okay. Because I wanted to say Good. I'll put it this way, honorable mention, Rock of Ages. <laughs> Rock of Ages, dude, that is the funniest movie okay. on the planet. But it has some it has has all the music I grew up with, right? I mean, come on, Journey, Night Ranger, Def Leppard, uh-uh. no, Bon stop. Jovi. No, you don't get to talk about it. It's not your top three. If you want to talk about Grease, you can. <laughs> You're the one here's, that I want. <laughs> here's my top three best no particular best order. song in Greece is uh, "Hopelessly Devoted." Best it, song in Greece. I don't disagree with that. Uh, we don't share any of these. If I'd have given you four, we would have. Oh, but okay. I didn't. So okay. uh, my three are, and 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 the first one I thought of because of how you were telling me about Hamilton, which yeah. was the Greatest Showman. Okay, that's a good one. It's a good and one. See, I just now I just now saw that one. The only and, it's, and see uh, my third daughter Janelle. Yeah. that is like her movie. Yeah, and she loves that film. And I finally got a chance to see that. And that is, uh, I should have already knew it was good because I mean. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And I've seen Hugh Jackman's version of Oklahoma, which is impeccable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just so, love I just love but, that it's Hugh Jackman, though, because I will never not see Wolverine. Oh, same here, because I kept I kept expecting claws to pop exactly. up. I was like, really? You don't have my show? Well, hell, have this. You know? <laughs> but, you know, that's not going to happen. So, number two. Uh, okay, so, uh, and let me just say, Greatest Showman, this is how I it was introduced to it. My now nine-year-old, uh-huh. uh, at the time, probably was seven or eight. Yeah. He, uh... He's just walking around the house going, never, never. <laughs> and I'm finally going, what the freak is this song? What the song? heck is this song? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so you're like, man, I got to go sit down and yeah, watch so this. Yeah, so Lori's like, that's from the movie. What? Yeah. Anyway, um, and, and and honestly, all the music in it, I think, is stellar. I really it is. It is. It's a great It's a great musical. It is. Uh, the second one, and it kind of falls in line with your Mary Poppins for me, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, gotta Classic. love suddenly Seymour. Classic. That, okay, yeah, that's greatest good. freaking that's song. Good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and you know, I forgot, I forgot about that one. Yeah, and I, you know what? And I always, for, I always forget that that's a musical. I know because it, it doesn't feel like a musical. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't I, at all. You know, and I totally, I totally forgot that. Yeah. What's so funny about it? I had a Dodge Magnum. 
Are you familiar with the Dodge Magnum car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I get this car, and I'm stoked. I think it's one of the coolest cars ever. Then I go to the tag agency, and they list it as a wagon. And that's the first time it hit me that it was a station wagon. And now you're realizing it's oh, a station wagon. Oh, wow, that wagon. is a station wagon. Exactly. You know what that did? Unfor- unfortunately, when you said that, I had a vision of Kill Bill. Sorry. No, <laughs> I heard I heard the music, too. Oh, you too? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I went there. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. that So it ruined no. that car for me within the first month of owning it. Because you're like, oh, cool. Oh, I got a station, station wagon. wagon. Yeah. So that's what happened with Little Shop of Horrors. I yeah. was like, oh, this is great. And then as I got older, like... The musical Little Shop of Horrors. Wait, what? That's a musical? Well, yeah. Crap. Yeah, crap, yeah. <laughs> it is, though. All right, so, and the third one is Rock of Ages. Oh. All for the same reasons. And, Dude. I mean, it's just, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's such a great, that is such a great movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Rock of Ages. Um, How did we get on missed, musicals? I, I don't know. Oh, well, because we are talking about the government, and I came, I started singing Alexander. Oh, Hamilton. that's right. Yeah, that's Hamilton. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Misty's the one that made me watch Rock of Ages because I didn't want to see it because, like I said, I'm just I just don't do musicals. Yeah, and uh, I was hooked after that first scene, uh, especially well, my scene with um, oh, what's his name? I can't ever just forget his name. The actor, British guy, actor. Oh, he's uh, he's uh, he's Baldwin's right hand right. guy. Right. Uh, I can't. Ever, I can't ever just forgot his name. Well, and it's one of those deals when you say it, and I'm like, oh, I got this. Wait, no, I don't. I'll pull it up though. Where's 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 my girl when I need her? <laughs> hey, Misty can say his name like right on top of her head. I got I got uh, IMDb. Russell right? Brand. Russell Brand. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, there it is. He's yeah. freaking hilarious. Yeah, Russell Brand. His his whole soliloquy about Deborah Harry. That <laughs> dude when he says that. Every time I die laughing every time, every single freaking time, because that 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 line will never not be funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just I love that film. So, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. And and the music is good. OK, so, yeah, uh, that's that was from the uh, how's the end of the world treating you. So that's good. Yeah, it's good. We yeah. got there, uh, you know, and here's the thing. Here's here's my perspective. Not that anybody cares. Um, my perspective is that. You know, when I look at the end of the world, I don't even mean end of the world. It's kind of like I'm a zombie guy, right? I like zombie movies. But to me, Mm. the big thing is it's a stand in. You know, I'd like to see how people respond when when society devolves into chaos again. I said I was a libertarian earlier. Man, I'm skirting the line (laughs) of anarchists. I really am. Um, Well, see, I don't I don't, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily care to see. Well, I mean, you know, end of the world, yeah, blase, blase, but, um, and you say zombies, but see, I, that's not what I want to see. What I want to see is, I want to see, you know, L.A., Blade Runner 2049. I want to see that kind of stuff. You and me are going to spend a lot more time together, my friend. I know. Well, we hadn't seen each other in a while, It's man. been a long yeah, time. Because you know, you know, you and I see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah, because see, mm. um, Blade Runner is my favorite movie of all time, uh, all versions of it. Um, my favorite version is the narration. Um, and I was in the theater opening night for Blade Runner 2049. Awesome. Villeneuve is a mastermind, it which is unreal. why I'm so happy he has done Dune, uh, because I cannot wait to see. I just Dune. saw that trailer the other oh, day. Oh, dude, that tra- Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I know. I had no idea it was man, even my, happening. Man, my water broke, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing just, we got a soundproof studio. Yeah. Man. <laughs> just, just like, just like when, uh, just like when Seven Dust said they were doing another album, they dropped another album. I'm like, dude, I was like, I can't wait for October to get here. Come on. 
Oh, uh, you know the world's going to be shut down again by October. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not, man, because I, I, I want my Seven Dust CD. If I, hey, if I don't get my Seven Dust CD, it's going to be hell to pay. You know what I wanted to see that just totally got ruined because of COVID, I guess, is the new Top Gun. No, it got pushed back, I believe. Uh, well, I mean, but, I it, think. but it wasn't, I assume it was because of COVID, because it didn't yeah, release in it, the it got, Yeah, because see, everything's gotten pushed back. Because uh, see, the thing is, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Mulan to become free. Oh, yeah. I'm not paying 30 bucks. Man, right? I mean, I'll put it this way, I take that back. If if my girl would let me pay thirty bucks, <laughs> you know though this and the, is and the main reason being is because I mean come on man Donnie Yen is in it I mean it's like an all star it's like an all star cast of of actors that I know because I'm a huge fan of Asian cinema yeah anything anything uh, from China or Japan Taiwan anything I'm a huge fan of and so uh, um, I was extremely excited when Disney said they were going to do it in traditional mm. uh, um, Chinese fashion with the, with everything, with the the flying, the whole, I mean, everything, the martial arts, I mean, the yeah. whole nine, um, because they really wanted to pay tribute to Mulan, yeah. to the actual story of Mulan, and they wanted to do it the right way, and they wanted to do it culturally right. Mm. And um, when, when they said that, and then I saw the trailer, I'm like, yes, this <laughs> is the, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, because it's like it's like watching a Disney version of almost watching a Disney version of of uh, House of Flying Daggers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which has got to so, be cool. Yeah. House of Flying Daggers is a I great movie. That. So yeah. it's uh, Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon will always be impeccable. That's a great film. Yeah. Um. But uh. Um. yeah, I can't I can't wait to see Mulan, but I'm just I got I got to wait. Yeah, I, I don't like the I, I mean, to me, um. Thirty dollars is just simply because it, it, it's not an own; it's a rent, basically. Yeah, right? that, see, that's the thing. See, if it was yeah. own, sure. Well, that's what my family make would be sense. like. Yeah, buy it, Dad. And that makes no know? sense to me because if you were to go to the theater, you're not going to spend thirty bucks. And more to the point, they're not going to get thirty bucks from you. No, so other people will no. get pieces of that pie. Now it depends on the movie. I mean, you know, I mean, I spent more than thirty bucks. Oh when, yeah, when I went and saw Captain Marvel, right. <laughs> I spent more than thirty bucks because I bought I bought, I bought the shirt. <laughs> Well, I bought right. the cup, I bought the <laughs> tin popcorn <laughs> thing, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of that movie. I love, I watch that movie at least two or three times a month. Wow. I love Captain Marvel. That's awesome. And so, and obviously, I mean, obviously Black Panther goes without saying. So. I um, hated that we lost him, man. Dude. Yeah. I, um, if you get a chance, um, check out my podcast on that. Yeah. Yeah. On my, uh. Uh, for those who are listening, yeah, because we hadn't even gotten into it yet. We haven't gotten nothing. But uh, yet. I do host two. <laughs> I do host two podcasts. I host one called A Beer and a Song, and then I host one called uh, Ten Minutes with JP. JP is my other nickname of many nicknames. <laughs> um, but on Ten Minutes with JP, um, I did. I did a. It's probably gosh. They never run ten minutes. I just call it that. Yeah. Ten minutes is you know it is more of it is. an idea. Yeah, than it's it not. Is. Yeah, thank you. It's 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 a uh, um as uh as they said in uh, Pirates of Caribbean being more like guidelines. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I uh I paid tribute to uh, Chadwick, and uh, uh man, I'm surprised. I actually, I'm actually surprised I got through it. Hmm. Um, because for me, um, as I said, I'll paraphrase what I said uh, in the podcast. A little bit of it. But for me, um, losing Chadwick is hard and it hurts, Um, especially coming from if you're African-American like I am and you were born in 71 and you only had three black 
superheroes and comics at that point in time. I hate to interrupt you, but I did not realize you're African American. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Jeremy's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know when you when you when you only have three and you finally get around my age and somebody comes along who is not only a hero in his real life mm-hmm. as far as when it comes to civil rights and standing up for us as African Americans outside of the camera. Yeah. Um and then he portrays somebody that you have looked up to in comics your entire life as a child and does him justice and makes you feel good to be who you are. Yeah. Um, and then you lose him and he's younger than you because he's younger than uh, me. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. And so that hurt, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that that really hurt because one of the things I I mentioned in the podcast was this. This is one of the reasons why. Black Panthers was very is was very important was the fact that um just to be honest with everybody listening when you're an African American male and you walk into a Walmart during Halloween and every boy that's in the aisle that's buying Black Panther is not African American they're buying it because they want to be him mm-hmm. that makes you feel good mm. and that's what Chadwick did it was good for me to go in and walk and see that and like you want to look like me. You yeah. want to be me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that is why what he did was extremely profound. Mm-hmm. You know, not just being, you know, the first all black cast for Marvel to, you know, be a billion dollars in the box office. Right. But also yeah. all black cast, black hero to be the first Marvel movie to win an Academy Award. I mean, we he broke records. <laughs> sure. Well, that, that's the and he thing. set a precedent, you know, yeah. not just on screen but off screen as well, because he was an amazing dude off screen too. Right when you when you look at his life, and so um, losing Chadwick, man, that that dude, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt as about as that hurt as much as losing uh, Freddie Bowie, Hendrix, Chris Cornell, and Prince. Yeah. <laughs> right, L that, and Chester. Not in that know? order, though, right? Yeah, not in that order, okay, but. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but but that hurt because yeah Prince hurt man that hurt yeah. man big time, but uh um and Chris did too um because for those of you who don't know because like you say you know, we're all this stuff's coming out as as it goes mm-hmm. but uh Jeremy knows I did I did radio for twenty four years and uh, I know during the time I was at the Cat um never spoke to him uh, verbally mm-hmm. but Chris and I used to DM each other on Twitter mm. um and so. Um, that's why that, that's why that loss hurt for me because I, I kind of knew his heart because we never, when we DM'd each other, we never talked music. We talked about our families. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And that's, and that's, so I knew that that's, I knew that was his heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause he, he was, he, all he talked about was, yeah, man, I can't wait to get back home. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> man, I was like, no, you know, I was like, Cornell was just, God, he was good. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, um, hmm. uh, 10 minutes with JP, I pretty much, uh, I try not to get political. Um, I usually just find topics or subjects or articles that I see online and, and uh, go on and I'll either talk about it or rant about it. Um, and then A Beer and a Song is where we take one song and uh, we talk about the artist that made it. We talk about the album it came off of and the year it came out and stuff like that and you know, of course, we're having a beer, or right? Two, or two, or maybe three while we're doing it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, uh, and that's pretty much what a beer and a song is. The last episode I did, we had uh, what did we do? We did 
One Mississippi mm. by uh, Terry Clark from her Pain yeah, to, pa- I saw from her, that. Yeah, from her Pain to Kill CD, mm-hmm. which is uh, Pain to Kill CD is I think that's probably my I think that's like my favorite Terry Clark. She's like my favorite female country artist. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that song uh, this last time and um, had had fun doing that one. But yeah, we I think that's episode 28. Yeah. See, this yeah. is what I really like about one of the things I've really always loved about you is uh, the you never know. Like I, no one would ever be able to peg your interests or your loves. Oh yeah, like especially when it comes to music. Well, exactly, exactly. Because I'm, I'm a metal, I'm a metalhead at heart. Exactly. What well, I was going to say. Here's what surprised me more than anything, because that's probably more what I would have leaned towards. I knew you were a metal guy yeah. when I tell people about you. Yeah. You know. I'm like, well, yeah, he he he's a metal guy. Yeah. And then I see the beer in a song with Terry Clark and I'm scratching my head. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, is this a sponsored deal? No. <laughs> well, see, you shoot, if you go and look look at all twenty-eight, it's a mish it's a it is? Well, of right. everything. And that's what I I was yeah. like, wow. Especially man. episode three, because the episode three was uh, Alejandro Sanz. Uh no. Hey, 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 it's family show. Oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you hilarious. But yeah, I think I I can't get my Spanish right right now, but um, that was a song that I did episode three, and it's him and uh, Shakira. Wow! And it's an oh god. So and, good. and this is the oh, thing. Even when you brought up um, Asian cinema, I mean, yeah. who would you know? I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, dude, man. Dude, I mean, and Ta the- Young Fat, Ken Watanabe. Oh man, Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> Gong Lee. Oh man, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've got all, I've got all my a- listeners are big fans of those folks. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. You well, know, they, might, they might be they, now. After well, this. here's the irony: they they may be and not know. That's true. You know, they I'm might saying? not know who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll put it this way: if you anybody who's listening, if you saw Memoirs of a Geisha when it came out, more than half the Asian actors right. I just mentioned were in that movie. Yeah, and they're all extremely famous, they're very well known. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Memoirs of a Geisha was again a great film. Mm. Very good film. I want to do this because I don't know where we're going to go by the end of this. Um, I have some thoughts and and we'll see if we we get there. But Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about how you grew up, where you grew up, what life was like for you. Oh, um, Um, doing that. And uh, what what did you go by? What was your name when you were like a kid? Eight. Eight. John. (laughs) Okay. There it is. John. Oh, yeah. I didn't get JD until I got in the radio. There you go. And then JP. Um. I just recently started going by JP in honor of my grandfather, my mom's mm. uh, dad. Um, he passed away. It's been over 20 years now. He passed away about 10, about 10 days after my first was born. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because Juliana was born October 21st of 95, and he passed about 10 or 11 days after that. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, oh, as far as growing up, oh, shoot, man. Uh, I was born in Maryland. Uh, but I was only there for about maybe two or three months because uh, my dad was stationed at Fort Meade. Did you love it? Maryland? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what I, I don't remember any of it. Those first three months were yeah, just Yeah, those amazing, first three months, man, they? were just bad, dude. Just, oh, <laughs> it was cold. Um, That's where uh, my middle son's going to be stationed at Fort Meade um, in a couple months. Oh, you're, oh, he's he's serving? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's uh, Air Force linguist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he um he got transferred to uh, Fort Bragg in uh, North Carolina, and uh, he got transferred there because he wanted to be closer to home because he's from. My dad was born and raised in North Carolina, Hertford, and uh, that's where I I spent most of my 
first five or six years was in uh, Fayetteville. Mm. And uh, um, by the time I was six, we moved to Germany. Um, my dad got in a really bad accident while we were in Germany, so he had to be medevaced back to the States. Wow. Uh, when he got back, um, let's see what happened then. When we got back, my mom found out she was pregnant again with my brother. Um, after that, my parents split up. My parents split up in, see, Prentice was born in 78. They split up in 79 or 80. Um, that was a time when my mom, after that, my mom, that's when my mom joined the Coast Guard. Gotcha. Um, oh, a little bit of history there. Um, before that, we were actually living in Atlanta. <clears throat> if anybody remembers the, uh, um, I guess you could, I guess he was, was he a serial killer? Probably a serial killer during the eighties, the early eighties when they had the, uh, guy that was going around snatching up kids in Atlanta. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I lived there during that time. Had to walk to school. How about that? Yeah. I lived, I lived through that. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. I did make it. Yeah. Cause it was scary. My mom had to, my mom had to, uh, hire somebody to walk me to school to make sure I was safe Wow. during that time. But after that, that was when she, she, uh, joined the coast guard. And uh, the first place she got stationed was Miami. So I spent uh, elementary school and uh, a little bit of junior high there. Uh, moved to New Orleans after that because she wanted to be close to home. Uh, my mom was from a small town in Mississippi called Picayune, Mississippi, which is probably about 45 minutes east of New Orleans. Okay. Um, and uh, my mom's younger sister lives in New Orleans. She's been there for like 30 plus years. Her older sister lives in Cali. Uh, my dad's brother still live in North Carolina. Um, and, uh, see, we were stationed in New Orleans. After that, my parents got back together. All right. When I was 15. And, uh, that's how I ended up in Seattle. My mom got stationed in Seattle, went to high school there, graduated high school there. Hmm. Uh, a lot of my, two of my closest friends still live there. Um, uh, cause yeah, they were both, yeah, I've known Seth and Dewey for like 30 plus years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Those were my buds. And, uh, after that, she got stationed in Key West, and at this point, my dad had gotten out of the army. Mm. How old were you at this point when she's in Key West? Uh, I was like eighteen or nineteen. Okay, and this is when my parents divorced again. Um, are they married now? No, my dad's passed. My dad okay. passed two years ago. Two years, yeah, right. April thirtieth of uh, two thousand eighteen. Um, and uh, so ended up in Key West, and man. <laughs> I should have stayed in Seattle with my dad. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I got so, man, I got in so much trouble in Key West. Yeah, I don't. I, like I tell people, and it's the, it's the truth. I really don't remember much from nineteen, maybe twenty, till about twenty three. Wow. Yeah, I don't really remember much. Uh, <laughs> so so long, me, long story there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but me, I but I used to travel back and forth between Key West and Seattle. Gotcha. And um, eventually, my dad ended up spending the rest of his life in Seattle. Hmm. Um. Uh, and he passed in Washington state and my mom, uh, if you guys want to know how I ended up in Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah, my, my mom left Key West. She got stationed in Oklahoma to do, uh, um, recruiting. Okay. She spent her last two years in here doing being a recruiter because a lot of people be like coast guard in Oklahoma. It's like mm-hmm. Navy in Oklahoma, yeah, but thank it's, you. Yeah. But it's here. Yeah. We were trying to think of, yeah, everybody's trying to think about that. But, um, yeah. So me, my dumb self, uh, still having the the bug, the moving bug. I'm like, I'm like, mom, what's Oklahoma like? She's like, oh, I like it. It's okay, you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I think I might 
come hang out, you know? So I ended up moving. I moved from Key West to Oklahoma. Well, Who does little, that? Well, that's <laughs> just it. It's one of those stats most people don't know, but like one in 74,000 people move from Key West to Oklahoma. Oklahoma you should have. I mean, it's... Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So I get here, man. I got here in '93. Had the worst culture shock of my life. Yeah, and I've been, I've been a lot of places, you know, because I grew up in the military, right? Because I've been a lot of places, and so, I love uh, that it's the the worst culture shock. And you were in Germany for a period of time. Yeah, but how old were you in Germany? I was like seven. Okay, so yeah, probably a little more sheltered from the yeah. culture. Yeah, to whatever. Yeah, because degree. he, because he in '93. Um, for those of you who aren't from Oklahoma, if you're listening, um, in 93, Oklahoma City was not what it is today. No. Oklahoma City um, did not have the nightlife that it has today as far as uh, when it comes to Bricktown and things like that or just period. Yeah. Um, and so somebody who's. Yeah, I yeah, I moved my whole life, but I've always considered Mississippi home. Mississippi home more so than North Carolina because I've spent more time around my mom's family than my dad's family. Hmm. Um, and so I consider the Gulf Coast home. I consider New Orleans home. So you have to imagine if, you, if you've if you ever been in New Orleans, you come from New Orleans and then you move to Oklahoma City. Which a lot of people did after Katrina. True. I mean, I know. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I know some of those people. Yeah. And they'll tell you. Yeah, I love Oklahoma and, and Oklahoma City's cool, but it's it's different. Not, it's yeah, it's like night and day. Cause yeah. see, New Orleans never sleeps. Oh, never. right, yeah, never. And with New Orleans, I mean, it's just the the nightlife and the food and just the people and just everything is total like one eighty, maybe actually probably more like three sixty as compared to Oklahoma City, yeah. especially at this time in ninety three. Because Oklahoma City didn't have jack mm-hmm. stuff shutting down nine o'clock, and I'm like. What the? Heck is this? I'm like, it's nine. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's early. I was like, well, that's an hour usually, later than it's doing in the small towns. Uh, yeah, lucky. yeah. Because I'm like, usually, I'm like, usually, I'm usually, you know, and I'm, I'm censoring myself. Brothers gonna go out to eleven. <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, man, it ain't even time to start. I'm like, you guys are shutting down now. I'm like, God, because I was like, just ninety three. I was like, what, uh, twenty two? Yeah. 23 I was probably like 23 something like that yeah so I was still still kicking it you know I'm still single young and free you know so hmm. and and stupid uh, <laughs> so so I mean you know I was you know about having a good time and what nothing I think the only thing that stayed open late was what was it I'm probably dating myself anybody who's from the city uh, I think it was the varsity oh wow yeah yeah because I don't even think the varsity is around anymore Mm-mm. yeah because the varsity and the dugout which used to dugout was on May was that May Avenue yeah, I yeah. wasn't. I, I never was yeah. in the nightlife. Yeah, I was one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it was like nothing, and so I was like, dude. But, but I ended up here anyhow, um, because uh, that's the one thing that keeps people here in Oklahoma is that Oklahoma has good people. They do. They, they do. Really, they have really good people, and um, went to college. We do. Went, I'm gonna say we. Yeah, do. we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, uh, um, went to college here at Oklahoma Christian, and um, got my bachelor's there. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything because, I mean, I, I mean, I met and married my first wife here because mm-hmm. um, Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy knows my my first wife, um, you know, and uh, we had five kids together. Um, had a great time. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I also met and married my second wife here as well. And we had one child between us. And so I've, I've got six all together, two grandkids. Um, 
man. And so, uh, uh, mm. you know, the, you know, both, both, both marriages were awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, 15 years of one nine with the other. Um, but, uh, still, still had an awesome time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything yeah. at all. I mean, I, I had a great time and, and so many great memories with, with both of them. And then just great memories with all of my kids period. So, um, T- tell me about, let's back up a little bit. When you, you talk about Mississippi as home, mm-hmm. tell me about that, how that functionally, uh, how do you see it? What is your memory there? Um, that you just, your impacts you the most probably. As far as that being home for me? Yeah, I mean, like... My how, gra- my grandparents. Grandparents, yeah. yeah. You spent a lot of time with them? Yes, yes, I did, with uh, Deer and JP. Um, I spent a lot of time growing up with my mom's parents. Mm. Um, spent a lot of time in Picayune. Um, spent a lot of time on the Gulf Coast, uh, Gulfport and Biloxi, because my mom's family, um, we own property uh, on the Gulf Coast, and then we also own property in my grandfather's hometown in Yazoo City, which is up in the Delta. Mm. Um, we used to have property in Picayune, but we don't have it anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 why that's home for me. A lot, lot, a lot of, a lot of great memories. Yeah, yeah, a lot of great memories. Hmm. Um, so when you got so you're, you're in Oklahoma, and obviously, uh, I shouldn't say obviously, you made uh, you well, you got into radio. Let's talk about how you got into radio. Radio's radio. That's a good, that's a great story. Um, I was, I was engaged to this girl named Heather, uh, in Key West and, um, gosh, how old was I? 91. What was that? 2021, something like that. Hmm. Still, still young and stupid. Um, <laughs> I like you say still, like it's not that way now. <laughs> well, let's put, it, let's put it to this way. We're both in that. Boat. Yeah, let's put let's let's put to, let's put let, before I continue, listeners, for you for you for you female listeners, us men, we we really don't get any sense till about after forty two. So, um, and even then, and then even once we get past forty two, we still have instances of uh, flashbacks. Uh, flashbacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where we still, as as our mutual friend says, we still do still do uh, pieces of stupid. Right. Right. Yeah, th- that still happens, but. It's less frequent, a whole <laughs> lot less frequent. I think what happens after forty-two is we also support each other's idiocy. Yeah, <laughs> we, we yeah, finally yeah, realize yeah, yeah. that if we're gonna make it, we gotta do, do it together. We gotta do it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 before that is just plain stupidity. There it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be honest. But yeah, this this young lady, I was I was seeing uh, um, in Key West. We had a were we in the apartment at the time? No, I think we were, we had left the apartment. We were in a house at the time. Mm. And I had two friends of mine that did a um, metal show, a Christian metal show on the local Christian radio station in Key West. And uh, gosh, I can't remember the names to this day, but they were brothers. And uh, for those of you who know anything about the Christian music scene, this was back during when uh, um, Cornerstone Festival was still happening once a year which we, which used to be the Christian festival to go to. I mean, it was yeah. like, it was like, it was like rock Oklahoma. Right. Pretty much. But it was like all forms of Christian music, but specifically alternative rock and metal. Um, so what happened was, um, I still can't remember how I befriended them, but they, uh, asked me to be their news segment on their, on their radio show because they wanted somebody to come on and do, uh, music news as far as Christian music and kind of lean more towards the rock, but it didn't have to. I mean, just as long as it 
was music news. Yeah. And so I started doing that and I did that for about maybe three or four months. Now, Cornerstone normally happened in July. It doesn't happen anymore. It's uh, they stopped doing it. I think, gosh, how long has it been? No, it's been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, they decided to take a trip to Cornerstone one year and they said, hey, you know, John, why, you know, while we're gone, do you mind running the show? Hmm. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you do such a good job on the news, you know, and we don't want the show to stop just because we're going running the cornerstone. Do you know will you do it? Because we're gonna, we're not just gonna do that. We're gonna go hit some other festivals too. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I started doing it. Hmm. When they get back, um, uh, I can't remember why, but I, all I know is that they decided they didn't want to do it anymore, and they said, hey. If you want to keep doing it, go ahead. And the owner and the program director of the station, because his station was about that big, yeah, it was a small little. Because I mean, Key West is a mile and a half wide, four miles long. Okay, guys. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> the Christian station on there was like probably the size of this road. That was the station. Yeah. And so, um, and I can't remember this lady's name either. Little old lady, real nice lady. Um, probably been probably I think she was probably like born and raised in Key West. She was really awesome, hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, if you want to keep doing it, John, you can keep doing it. I don't mind. You're doing an awesome job, whatever." And I was like, "Sure." So it was a hobby. Yeah. So when I would get off work, um, uh, on the weekends I would go and and do the show, and uh, um, so I had done it for, see, that was July. I think I started at Island in October, November. So it was probably around October when uh, Heather sees his ad in the newspaper. Uh, Island 107, one of the local stations, uh, was looking for an overnight jock um, full time. Hmm. And uh, she said, hey, she said, I think you I think you should go try out for this. And I was like, I was like, nah. I was like, no, nah, I don't need to. I was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to. I told her, I said, I said, uh, I said, I said, in essence, I said, girl, they ain't going to hire me. <laughs> I, said, I, said, uh, I said, I'm this little old jock. I've been doing this for like, what, maybe seven months. I was like, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm just, I, I, I was just learning by the seat of my pants, really. Yeah. You know, because I didn't, I didn't know anything about the board and, you know, I was just, you know, I was just having fun. And so, um, program director for Island 107. Uh, his name was John Wetzler. I'll never forget his name to this day. And I actually still have his, I think I still have one of his recommendation letters for me hmm. somewhere in storage. Um, we've kept in touch for a little while, but he was, he was a transplant. He was originally from the East coast. He was from Jersey. Big, big, big Springsteen fan. Hmm. Huge dude, Springsteen fan. And um, uh, that's what, actually that's how I got into Springsteen at a young age was because of him. I always oh. liked Springsteen, but he kind of influenced me a little bit. Uh, I went in uh, with this cassette tape and um, air check tape at the time. Those of you who remember cassette tapes, <laughs> that's what I'm was, talking about. I was helping a friend clean out a closet at a church the other day yeah. and he pulls out this pack of Max L's or something. Oh my God. And Are here's what serious? was, yeah, but what was crazy about it unopened. Oh, you serious? Yeah. Oh, snap. Like full on. And they still work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're still going to work. Yeah. But uh, going in the museum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 my, my storage unit's full of my cassettes. But uh, I handed him the tape, you know, and everything and, and told him I was interested, whatever. And um, he calls me and he's like, yo, he's like, man, he said, I listened to your tape and um, it was OK, but I really couldn't uh, make out everything, mm. you know, because I guess our what's what I'm, look, what's what I'm looking for. Um. I guess I guess the compression 
oh. at that little old radio station wasn't yeah. the greatest. And so he's like, hey, you know, what time are you on? I'll tune in and I'll listen to you. I was like, oh, OK. I told him and he's like, all right, man, I'm like on the air. Probably all of like 10 minutes. This guy blows me up. He's like, dude, he's like, dude, you're good. He's hmm. like, I'll be glad to give you a job. He said, like, yeah, I'll be say, yeah, you're new to this and you're rough around the edges. But he said, I like you. Why don't you come work for me? Blah, blah, blah. I'll show you ropes. And I was like, are you serious? He's mm. like, yeah. And I was like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ended up leaving that station and started getting, started getting paid for sitting on my butt and playing music. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where it started, man. From there, from there, I moved here and got a taste of 91 FM. I volunteered at 91 FM while I was here. Mm. But what happened was my mom, um, when she got out of the Coast Guard, she got out of the Coast Guard for hardship. She uh, got out because she left to go take care of my grandfather because my grandfather had uh, Alzheimer's. Gotcha. And so my grandmother had asked her, said, hey, can you come back to Picayune and help me take care of your your dad? And she's like, yeah. So she got out. And so when she came back to Mississippi, I moved back with her for a short period of time. Um, but I had already kind of put roots here, mm. which was how I met Judy, which is one of the reasons why I came back because we dated while we were separated. And so, um, uh, when I was in Mississippi, I ended up working for two stations. I worked for a pop station and, uh, it's sister station was a classic rock station. I worked for them more than I did the pop station. I did overnights there. And, uh, when I came back here to go to college, uh, was when I went to 91 FM full time. Um, and that was also when I became, uh, program director and station manager for K rock, which was a station at Oklahoma Christian. Gotcha. Um, which at the time was a reporting station. So we used to report to FMQB. So I actually worked for a reporting station at a college station, which is unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, actually had my name in the magazine, the whole nine, which made me feel good at 24. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I was the Sierra <laughs> Sierra. I'll say Sierra. There you go. Um, so, well, I mean, to, I mean, to do that, at that age for a reporting station for a college station is that was blessed. Yeah. I sure. was majorly blessed. So I worked, I was, so I was working, I was doing double duty working for both of those stations. Um, as well as doing uh youth ministry, because mm. that's when, uh, that was probably around the time. Cause we got married at Riverside and Norman. So that was probably around the time we ended up at life. Mm-hmm. I was still, because I think I was at life right before I got out of college because I dropped out um, after two or three years and I went back to finish my degree in was in oh four. So <clears throat> that's a whole nother story. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I uh, did radio both those places. Um, also, during that time, I worked at Magic, worked at Kiss. Um, but I spent most of my time at uh at 91 fm mm-hmm. yeah that's where I, I swear that's where i paid a lot of my dues yeah um because i didn't end, i didn't end up at the cat until 08 yeah and before that i had taken a long break out of radio mm-hmm. um and 08 was when i went to the cat because uh 07 07 was when uh judy and i got divorced and so 08 was when I started at the cat and I was at the cat for six years. Yeah. So that was the, uh, being at the cat was a great way to end my career. Did you I work spent, with, um, I spent six years there. Was Chris Baker there? Yeah. I worked yeah. with Bake. Yeah. I know Bake. Bake's cool. Good dude. Yeah. Tall as hell, but yeah. He is a tall guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, that's, that's the radio history there, man. And, and man, 
working at the cat. Boy, it, <laughs> it's got its it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Cause, well, because I mean, is uh, it's kind of one of those things where you're treated like a rock star, but you're not a rock star, but right. you are a rock star. But yeah, you're not. But you're not. But yeah. you are. But you are. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so yeah. Because you know anybody who knows anything about the cat. Yeah. If you're if you're a disc jockey at the cat, you you man, I think stuff's just handed to you pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you go. Um. And I I had a blast. You know, that's I have my... so many, and I have so many stories. Cause it's, <laughs> well, because the crazy thing is, I have. This this is what's so weird about my radio career. On one half, I have amazing amazing stories of hanging out with audio adrenaline newsboys meeting and interviewing Michael sweet, who is the bomb, (laughs) um, you know, hanging out with the gospel gangsters, um, meeting Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Oh, POD, which is my all time favorite. They know me by sight. I mean, like interviewing them and hanging out with them, especially both times because I interviewed them, while at 91 but i also interviewed them when i worked for the cat oh wow yeah and so and that's the thing i have huge stories over there but then i have these crazy stories on the flip side right where i drank beers with vinnie paul may he rest in peace vinnie mm. paul and dime bag you know those of you who don't know pantera hello five minutes along <laughs> anyway um <laughs> you know drinking with vinnie paul hanging out with sully from godsmack meeting dave david draymond uh my favorite story being kissed by Lizzie Hale. I've, I've no, yeah, I've, I used to hang I mean, Trish and I hung out with Hailstorm numerous times during the first album. Like they came here like five times. Wow. We hung out with them the whole time. So I have, you know, those dueling stories, yeah. <laughs> like night and day, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so it's crazy. Literally like night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially like, like the ones, you know, like being in the jungle room and, and having Jeff Tate this close to you singing. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, Oh my God, that's Jeff Tate, you know, and then hanging out with him afterwards and interviewing him and just kicking it with him, you know, you know, and then on the flip side, you know, hanging out with Phil Keggy. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> so I mean, you know, so it's just it's, you know, when I sit down and, and, and look back at my life, man, I am am like crazy blessed. Yeah. Crazy blessed. I it's, would imagine it really um, plays a lot into your overall perspective of things, too, you know, because I would you know, a lot of people tend to just live in these bubbles mm-hmm. and your bubble has been big. It's in a large bubble, mm-hmm. especially. And, espe- well, and see, that's the thing, especially with being able to. Um, but that's the crazy thing in the middle of all that, uh, being a youth pastor. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when, when, you know, at one point, at one point kids are saying, Oh dude, man, my youth pastor works for 91 FM. And then there, was, there, there then there were times where people were like, Oh dude, man, our youth minister used to work for the cat. And they're like, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Um, you know, it's just really crazy. And then, and then, you know, when, um, uh, see, what was that? Oh, five. Yeah. And then oh five, when I finally get published, that opened up a whole nother door. Yeah. You know, I, I finally got, I finally got published in oh five. And then ever since, man, it's, but that's, uh, writing has been, that's been a whole, I've been writing since I was 13. Wow. So, but I didn't get published until I was 32 or 33. Hmm. 
Um, but I always wrote. Yeah. And so, um, um, yeah, that's, that's been, gosh, that whole, that's a whole nother arena. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Right. Writers, writers are a whole, we're, we're, we're a different breed. We're, we're, we're crazy. I can see that. <laughs> we're, we're, I know a crazy. couple of them. I, I, I don't disagree with yeah, you. Justin. Oh yeah. Cause I had, I had, I had one, uh, one Twitter friend of mine tweet something a couple of days ago and I can't remember. I can't remember if it was, who was it? But she said, she said, she said, am I crazy or, or is it me? But do all writers drink and smoke? <laughs> and I, ret- I retweeted the quote and said, yes, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I've, I've quit smoking, but uh, it's been two years for me now. Wow. Congratulations. But, uh, oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's the third time I quit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but still. yeah, but still. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, was, I just laughed. I was like, yeah, as <laughs> writers are known for having vices. I was like, have you not seen Poe's life? Right. Uh, but- <laughs> right. So. Well, uh, one of our guidelines here on this podcast mm-hmm. is uh, is is an hour long podcast. We're approaching this time frame. With, if you can hardly believe it, we've <laughs> oh, touched <man>. we've... nothing. <laughs> we, we have, I would say we've covered the tip of the iceberg, but that would be too much. Well, we well, have not covered even oh, the tip was of the it, iceberg. Did you have specific stuff? Oh shoot, man! No. <laughs> I have eight questions, and I have yet to ever get past two or three. So oh, wow. It never matters to me. I, wow. I have them in case I have a boring guest, and I yeah. definitely don't have that sitting across well, from me today. That, but that means, that means we need to do this again. Yeah, absolutely, and we absolutely will. Yeah. Um, but before we – I mean, we don't have to rush off yet because yeah. it is a guideline. But gotcha. I do want you to – I, I want to speak to this. We're in yeah, – um, man, there's so much I want to dive into, and they're just all cans of worms. But I'll, I'll t- tell you what. Let's do this. Okay you if you had a central message of your life something that you would want people to know is kind of represents you from a character standpoint from a internal drive standpoint mm-hmm. what would be the one thing you'd want people to know about you and the message you'd want to give them oh well let me uh let me look something up and I will tell you perfect while he's doing that, I'd also like to remind you of our sponsor today, Books. Books, yeah. Um, I've, I've written a few of them. There's a few of them that has been written. You can find uh, find him on J, as JP that was horrible. Downing Sorry. On, uh, <laughs> on Amazon. Ooh, yeah, and I do, have, I do have a page on Amazon, too. There's a, I have an author page. Um, let me see here. Oh, come on, you crazy thing. I hate, you know, sometimes I just hate phones. Yeah, right? Pain in the butt. I hate them on the regular. Yes, because they are, um, they're, they're, they're a leash. Yeah, they are. It's it's a leash. That's what it is. I thought I did really good when I got my watch and I thought, okay, I can leave my phone. And no. then I just basically got a remote tethered that, that, to my that, phone. That's all you did. Yeah. yeah. That's, which is why I got rid of my watch because I used to have one mm. and I got rid of it. Um, I got frustrated when it kept telling me to stand. <laughs> like, what are you telling me to stand for? All right. Um, this is, this is what I, this is what I live by. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Ecclesiastes 720. It says, indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who always does good and who never sins. Hmm. Um, that's that, um, that has been my favorite scripture for a long time. And it's what I stand by. Um, 
99.9% of the time mm. because it's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. There isn't. There, I mean, we, that, that, yeah. I knew a guy once. I mean, I know him still, but mm. um, he he passed away about 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He rose again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, right? that's that's, that's, I, that's know, I, I know I know the same guy. You know the same guy. Yeah, I know the same guy. We've but, been yeah, friends forever. Yeah, because it's a fact. Because it says <laughs> there is not a righteous man on earth yeah. who always does good and who never sins. Yeah, which means we all sin, even those of us who are saved. Yeah, we still fall. Yeah, um, and so that is, um, yeah. If you wanted to know, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Because ever since I read Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes is probably, yeah, that's probably my favorite book yeah. in the Bible. Um, it's one that I go back and read, uh, on the regular. Yeah, that's um, good. and uh, you probably see that on if you follow any of my Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or anything, you will see that scripture somewhere yeah. on that page, or you will see it pop up hmm. a lot. Um, you'll see it pop up in my history a lot. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's, that's what stays here and in my heart. Um, and that's what, uh, keeps me humble. Yeah. Um, even though, uh, I do know, (laughs) I do, I do know I I can be pretty prideful at times and I'm, I'm aware of that. That's, that's what's, that's a, Hey, that knowing's half the battle is to say on GI Joe. Yeah. (laughs) I was just getting ready. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was going to say that's one of the, that's one of the good things about, um, getting older is that you realize those things about yourself and you can accept them and you understand them and you know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you're 22 that you don't understand, you know what I'm saying? And sure. That's, that's what gets you in trouble. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 7:20, man. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's it right there, brother. Well, we need to, we'll, we'll get a time. We'll figure it out. And, uh, We'll come back because I want to. I want to dive into a lot of stuff that we yeah. didn't even. We didn't. We didn't even. Touch. We didn't even touch. <laughs> we didn't even remotely touch. But you know, it's good, and and uh, that's the whole point of this. You know, we're gonna oh, talk yeah, about I will, what we're going to talk about. Definitely come back, man. Awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, being here, guys. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I just want to remind you, if you're listening uh, to these podcasts on StreamGrace.com, that's great. But I also want to encourage you to check them out on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify. It's a lot easier. And uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that. They're better than our website. (laughs) They have a lot more money behind them. All right. God bless you guys. And we'll catch you next time.